Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast podcast. As you know, I'm very passionate about beliefs because it really dictates everything we do in our lives and it can be for good and for bad. And I'm just grateful that I've figured this out in my life. I had a mentor many years that taught me this. I'm so excited for all of you to hear uh, this next guest that I have. I've had amazing guests on so far and this is probably one of my favorites for sure. Um, her, her name is Lindy Davis, and she really uh, facilitated some things in my life that really truly saved my life on many levels, which we'll get into in a minute. But I'm so excited for you to get to know her and hear her story. And uh, so welcome, Lindy. Thank you so much. I am so honored and privileged to be here. So yeah, Todd changed my life as well. So we have a very unique story. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um and it's bright and early, so thanks for coming yes, early. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I'm not as early bird as you are. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's funny when I invite people on, you know, I'm like, but this is the time that I do it at. They're like, yeah. oh, wow, okay, that's early. <laughs> yeah, it's good, though. It is. It's good. It's a good see. way to start the day, good day to start the week. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to, to the, for the listeners to hear your story, and you're an amazing individual. Thank you. Um, it's amazing how we met. It, it just blows my mind, which we'll get into in a minute. But maybe give a little background on you, Lindy, just uh, kind of where you grew up, a little bit about your family life a little bit, and uh, so the listeners can kind of get to know you a little bit. Okay. Well, I have a little bit of a unique story because in living in Utah, most people have really big families, mm-hmm. as you know. So I am actually an only child raised by just my mom. My parents got divorced when I was one or two, mm-hmm. and... Um, I don't really have a relationship with my dad, so it was just me and my mom. Yeah. So she is my best friend, and yeah. we do a lot of stuff together ever since I was little. Yeah, but I know so. your mom. She's amazing. And <laughs> you guys, too, just seem like you know tied at the hip. <laughs> Even are. when I first met you way back in like fourth grade, yep. you know, and uh, that's what a blessing still, though, yeah. you know, yeah, at the same she time. Yeah, she is. She is something else. I strive to be like her. <laughs> but yeah, so I was just... Um, it was just me and her my whole life, and so I think, like, I always kind of wanted to have brothers and sisters and a dad, mm-hmm. but I never really, she didn't, she made it, made me feel as if I wasn't different, you know? Right. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my story, but yeah, I was, I was always, I've always lived in Utah. Okay. Um, I went to the University of Utah Brighton High School, which is yeah. also where you went. So Brighton and the U, baby. There we go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's so. awesome. So did, uh, you know, I know your mom did some really amazing things and made help you, you know, not to feel different and that kind of thing. But I would imagine it was still pretty difficult yeah. at times to not have a dad around or even a brother or sister to kind of play with. Or it was on. definitely, I prayed almost every day for a dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you find it, it was difficult at times? Like, did were you sad about it because your dad wasn't around? Um, you know, actually what's funny is when I was in elementary, I thought of this last night when I was thinking about this today uh-huh. and I forgot about this, but when I was in probably second grade, I was in Miss Inger's class in Quell Hollow and she had this assignment to talk about, I can't remember, it was to talk about someone in your family or a sibling, and I didn't uh-huh. have one, and I was embarrassed that I didn't have one, so I made up a sister. Oh, really? Yes, and I, I literally am the most honest person on the planet, so to do that was really big for me, you know? Yeah, yeah well, second grade, you're probably yeah. thinking, well, I'm going to be the only one that doesn't have anything to talk right. about. Right, and my, the, I think I even gave the sister the name of my mom's sister. 
And I even stood up in front of the class and presented this sister that I didn't exist. So, so I did. I always wanted brothers and sisters and, and that to, so that I would fit in, but, but I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel sad about it. I just always wanted it. You know, I would, I would ask my mom, please, can you adopt, can you adopt some kids? (laughs) Can you, and you know, she's like, uh, (laughs) I don't know if they would let me. So I did, I did want that for sure. Sure. So, you know. And I, I'm not know I don't know if this is typical, but it seems like, you know, you know, only childs and stuff like that would be more kind of, you know, isolate to themselves that kind of thing. But you're the exact opposite. Exact opposite. You are like the most outgoing. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like you know everybody. It's like <laughs> your name comes up. Oh, you know her? How'd you know her? And blah blah yeah. blah. So where did that come from? Like you're very outgoing and confident in that way. Um, it seems like. I think that kind of spiked that or triggered that in me is that I wanted those relationships. And I think my mom also, she is very social and happy and positive. And I think like that kind of rubbed off on me. But I think I I wanted it so badly that I found it in other people. Right. Yeah. You're getting emotional. <laughs> Lindy's an emotional always. girl. Always. I'm a baby. Yeah, she's a little baby. So why did you get emotional there, do you think? Um... I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just think, like, I just, I wanted to be like everyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, what's beautiful is what you're saying here is I, ha- I have this uh, belief that life happens for you. So even though you have, you know, you grew up with just really basically your mom, which is still an amazing blessing. And it was hard for you at times, you know, not having brothers and sisters or a dad around. But if you look at it, it really happened for you. It did. And a lot of people go, what? <laughs> That's not... Because look at you now. Because you had to actually, like, really put yourself out there. Yeah. You had to almost... Because had you not gone through that, maybe you wouldn't have been so outgoing. Maybe you wouldn't have been right. so confident in saying, I'm going to go achieve this, 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 and this. Exactly. And I wouldn't change the thing. Like, I really wouldn't. Yeah. Because I feel like I am the person I am because of that situation, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. That's so cool. And again, that goes back to that belief. Because we we could believe or you could believe that life happens to you. Like, this wasn't fair. This isn't fair. And you maybe had times in your life where you said this isn't fair. But it actually, when we flip it in the in the belief, life happens for you. Exactly. Because we can learn and grow from anything. Right. Right? Yeah. So so what I would say to you is congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that might seem yeah. weird to say right. that. But wow, because you are who you are today because of all of that. I am definitely, I believe that is exactly why I am who I am. <laughs> so I wouldn't change it. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. So let's go back a little bit, you know, um, maybe let's maybe talk about how we met. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's maybe hear it from your perspective. <laughs> Um, just kind of maybe tell the listeners how you and I okay. kind of met. So going along with <laughs> our with the fact that I didn't have a dad, um, my mom and I, obviously, we didn't have a ton of money because my dad didn't really pay child support. So mm-hmm. she was kind of raising me on her own. Um, and one day, I just really wanted a trampoline. And my mom was <laughs> like, oh, we can't afford that. And I just was like, no, I want that. Like, I want a trampoline, you know? Mm-hmm. And like... I will earn it. So we figured out a way. And I, I can't remember if it was my mom's idea or my idea to set up a lemonade stand. 
but she went out and bought all the stuff and um, I set it up and I was just, I would go out with my friends sometimes, sometimes I was out there alone. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to earn money for this trampoline because I was, I'm kind of a go-getter. Like I, if I want something, I'd try to go get it, you know? Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, nothing was stopping me from getting this trampoline. Yeah. Um, and so I went out and shoot, <laughs> can't tell this story without crying, but, um, yeah. um, I was on Newcastle drive, which is in Sandy. And, um, so it's kind of a busier street, the main road off of where I lived. And, um, you know, people would stop by occasionally and they'd give me, a, you know, I think it was 25 cents I think so, at the yeah. time. So, yeah. and back then I think we poured it, we started out pouring the lemonade and it, it upscaled to like canned pop. <laughs> I even think I sold like candy and pencils. It just kind of got out of control after that, but it started right. with lemonade. Right. And so, um, this, you know, this guy pulls by my lemonade stand <laughs> one day and this, and I, I still remember the car. I mean, what kind of car was it exactly? But it was a silver gray. Yeah, it was like a, I think it was a Honda Civic. I it was, think. and it had those like blinds on the back of uh-huh. the wind, the back windshield. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this guy pulls up to my lemonade stand and he was probably 21. And that happened to be Todd. And so um, <laughs> the fact that I'm, I'm 37 now, and I think I was about seven or eight at the time, so... That's how Todd and I met was at a lemonade stand. And um, I just remember, like, I'll never forget. Um, I believe he, you know, looked out of his window and he just looked at me and asked me how much the lemonade was. And then he proceeded to give me all the money in his car, which obviously was you. And um, I just lit up and I just, it just made my whole life, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, as a little girl, like, getting that kind of money was awesome, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, from my perspective at that moment, I, I remember I, I saw you out of the corner of my eye as I was driving Yeah. and I didn't think anything of it. I just kept driving. And then I had this impression as I like, give her all of your money in your car. Like literally it was like a tap on the shoulder. Like, Hey, this is going to change your life. I had no clue what this was going to do for me. Right. And you had or no me. idea what I was going through. You know, I was a, you know, still trying to not be a drug addict and alcoholic and really struggling there. And so I thought, oh, this will be great. And at the time I was a bartender, which is ironic that I gave you money that I earned as a bartender. <laughs> Dirty money. <laughs> Dirty money almost. Well, and uh, so, but I'll never forget when I gave you, just started scooping all this money into your hands. Like your, f- your expression, like is burned on my brain. Like you were just like. It was like Christmas morning, your eyes were so big, and I was just, and then, it, I don't know if you remember this, this is how I remember it, and I'm sure we remember different th- things differently, but you just all of a sudden took off into the house, and I'm thinking, wow. she's going to go <laughs> tell her parents, she just got a million dollars from Yeah, well, I felt like it. You know? And I remember it was a lot of nickels, like a yeah. ton of nickels. Nickels, dimes, quarters, <laughs> I mean, I kept all the change I would yeah. get, just and let them build up over time. Right. And, and uh... But what that did for me in that moment was just like, you didn't know this, but when I pulled away, I just, I pulled over and just bawled my eyes out. That is amazing. Yeah, just bawled my eyes. But little did I know how this was affecting you on your end. I remember you know count. I, mean? I remember counting the money on my counter. I also remember Todd was very good looking. He still is. But <laughs> when he pulled up to my... I lemon- paid her to say that. <laughs> when my, he pulled up to my lemonade stand, I just remember this, this... 
this good looking like guy that's pulling up to my lemonade stand, you know, who's obviously a lot older, but <laughs> I just remember that. But anyway, it was just, it was an incredible moment. And he, he came more than once. So yeah. we started to build a relationship like every Saturday I know. and he kept giving me money. So I couldn't wait. Like on my end, I was like, I cannot <laughs> wait for next Saturday. But what you didn't know what was going on is this was the one thing I needed to quit. It was like in those moments when I'd give you that money, I didn't want to get high or, or, or drink it. It was the coolest thing. I'm like, is this really happening? And I'm like, I hope she's there next Saturday and then the next <laughs> Saturday and the next Saturday. And I couldn't wait to hopefully drive by and see you. And sure enough, there you would be. And yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. Was I never, was I ever not there? It was, you know, from what I remember, and granted yeah. I'm a little older now, but uh, <laughs> from what I remember, you were there every weekend almost. It just, and I... I remember during my week is I would save my money. I'm like, oh, this is going to be for that girl. Didn't know your name. Didn't know who you were. But I just kept yeah. putting money aside like, oh, I'm going to give this to that girl. She's there again next <laughs> Saturday. And I just remember couldn't wait to do it, you know. And, yeah. And, you know, so. <laughs> well, he did something to me because I, I definitely would talk about him and everybody knew about the guy at the lemonade stand. You uh -huh. were the guy at the lemonade stand. There's the lemonade guy, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. So, and I looked forward to that every week for sure. Yeah. And then I, I would see your car and I remember just getting so excited. Like, there's the guy that gives me money, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. So, um, maybe go on from there. That that was probably, what, around fourth grade? I, I think so, yeah. I wish I could remember. I think it was, I must have been like eight because okay. that would make a, eight or nine. Yeah. yeah. And then... Um, and then I, then I, at that time or a little bit after that, I started doing a drug-free program. Yes. Yeah, so, let's talk about um, that for a Todd, Todd, I ran into Todd and um, at my my church one day, and I saw, <laughs> I was sitting on like I don't know the ninth row or something, and I looked back and I noticed him, and I was so excited. I will never forget this. And my mom used to carry this like purple little tiny mirror in her purse. And so I grabbed that mirror and the entire, the entire meeting, I was holding it so that I could see Todd in the back. Uh -huh. I was like, there's the guy, mom, you know, and after we ran up to him and, um, yeah. I, I just, I introduced him to my mom and he was there with his mom and by some strange coincidence, our moms knew each other through real estate. And so um, I just thought that was really, and my, I remember your mom or my mom, um, your mom was like, how does your daughter know my son? Because why in the world would we know each other? Right, you know? Right. And so I just, you know, I think my mom thanked you for what you were doing for me. Right. Oh yeah. She, from what I remember is she gave me this really tight hug and she was getting teary eyed. She said, thank you so much yeah. for what you've done for my daughter. And I'm like, no, you have no clue yeah. what this has done for me. There's, I, I need to thank you guys, and especially you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I think that's when she went on to tell me you were saving up for a trampoline, and you got it. And I did get so it, and excited. I actually still have it to this day. <laughs> you so do? I still have it. Wow. Yeah. It's still in great condition. So. Wow. But um, with that, my um, I needed a... So I obviously, if I ever had a daddy-daughter opportunity, there was a daddy-daughter night that my primary was having, my ward, and... Um, they were going up into the mountains, I think like Big Cottonwood or Little Cottonwood, and yeah. we were having like a, you know, a fire and a weenie roast, and I think we played, you know, games and maybe went on a little hike or something, but 
I remember asking my mom, like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't have anyone to take. And I instantly thought of you. Yeah. And I, I just was like, can I please take Todd? And she was <laughs> like, what? Like, I mean, okay. Like, I don't know. I can't remember if she called you or if. I, I thought, she, again, it does, you know, yeah. details are a little details fuzzy. Details are fuck. <laughs> but I thought she had told me at church, at church. that day okay. or one of those days. And, I mean, and you you're would just remember. staring at me like, how can I say no? <laughs> he was like my idol. Like, I was like, I want to take him as my dad. And, um, and so he agreed to come, which is crazy. Like, I can't believe I hear, I heard his story just like what, three years ago Yeah. for the first time. I did not know. <laughs> and my mom, when we heard your story for the first time three years ago, we, we knew yeah. a little bit, but we didn't know the extent of it. Right. And, um, <laughs> my mom in the audience looked at me and she said, or at, looked at the people around her and she's, she's like, I sent my baby with a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, having no clue. I mean, these days, like, nobody would do that. But Never. back then, it wasn't, like, as big of a thing for some reason. Well, you like, had no clue either. Yeah, it wasn't. You know what I mean? It was like. Life was simple. There wasn't all that, you know. But, like, he could have probably kidnapped me or something, you know. She's sending me with some, ba some guy that we don't even know. I know. But knowing, I mean, the fact that we knew your mom obviously added, you know. Little, little some trust poop, there. Some trust, yeah. So, um, anyway, so we asked him to come, and he agreed. And I remember, like, the night he picked me up, just like a date. I was just nervous. <laughs> I didn't know, obviously, like, what to say. But um, he picked me up. We went up, and I remember driving up the canyon, and I remember we were talking, and um, we just were getting to know each other. And we get to the, we get to the campsite, and um, we played some game that was like kind of like a get-to-know-you, newlywed-type, get-who-knows-their-father the best. Yeah. And both favorite of us, color, favorite food. Yeah, both of us look at each other like, what in the world are we going to do? You know, but I'm like, let's just do it anyway. Yeah, I remember you looked at me and said, let's just guess. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, you said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I remember one thing. I remember asking, or for some reason you asked me what my fav favorite color was driving up. And I just remember your favorite color was white. Is that true? Mm -hmm. That's all I really remember was that your favorite color was white. And um, so I remember, like, they asked what color your toothbrush was. And I remember looking at you and being like, just think about it. Like, what when, so I believe you said white, even though your toothbrush may not have been white. Right. But I remember we, I think we won the game. You were like high-fiving each other. Yeah. We were like, is this really happening? And, and everyone knew I wasn't your dad. And they're like, how, how, how is she beating us? How are they beating us at this game? Probably yeah. thought we were cheating or something. And it was just like meant to be like that whole night was yeah. just magical. And I just remember like feeling so here we go. But feeling so loved and so normal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, sorry, here comes the baby in me. But um, <laughs> anyway, so that moment was amazing for me. And it was kind of like from that moment I knew I would have a dad to mm -hmm. be there for me if I needed you, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the one, I think there was one, I it, Todd did come with me um, another time as well. But there was a time I think that you couldn't come. And my mom, being the person that she is, put a mustache on and came with me. <laughs> Your mom was awesome. Yeah. So I just, um, anyway, so that was an amazing moment. Um, but maybe you could talk about your moment at that. Well, that's when that I had that moment there. That's when I made the decision that I was never using again. I wasn't going <clears> to... <throat> 
drink or do drugs anymore. Wasn't going to self-destruct my life anymore. And it was like seeing your responses and how you were reacting to this whole thing. I was just like, I want to help kids. I want to help people who might be struggling. I want to, I don't care if it's a kid or an adult, but I was really at that time focused on helping, you know, school kids. kids and at the time. And it, it was that moment at that daddy-daughter date. And specifically when they were blessing the food. Yeah. Which I thought was weird. <laughs> Seriously, because at the time, well, I didn't, we didn't do that. Right. I'm like, what are we, why are we, why are we praying? Yeah. There's something wrong with the hot dogs? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is actually probably yeah, something probably wrong with Yeah, probably was. Hot dogs. So good thing they did bless it. Uh, <laughs> but it was during that prayer is when it just hit me. It's like I felt, it was as if I heard God, honestly, saying, yeah. saying you have made an impact on this girl's life that she'll never forget. You did. And you are in the right place at the right time. I mean, I was used to being at bars and waking up with puke all over me and in the worst things. And I was lying, cheating, stealing. And then here I am with you, this pure, innocent <laughs> little girl. And it was in that moment where I just said, it's over. I'm never, I'm not doing drugs anymore. I'm not drinking anymore. And from that point forward, I've been clean 28 years. Wow. 28 years. <laughs> That's amazing. But it, I really give you so much credit because had you not had that lemonade stand, I mean... I had no clue. Like, if I look back on that, think about the odds. There, the there odds of it, first of all. <laughs> and for me to drive past and have this impression saying, turn around and give all your money to this girl, I had no clue. I thought that'd be a cool idea. Right. But little did I know what that would lead to. And same with you. But, I mean, isn't that, it just, still, I just it, blows my there, mind. There cannot be a coincidence in that. Yeah. No, it was meant to be. Two lives were changed in one moment. Yeah. And I think about that and this story, and every time I tell this story, something amazing has come out of it, yeah. you know, and lives have been changed because of it. But I just think, you know, God knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. How in the world can two lives change at once? And the fact that we reconnected is incredible. Yeah. The fact that I still know you is incredible. And um, that right there, like, you may not know, like, that's something that, like, as listeners, like, you may not know the effect you're having on someone, and you may not have the experience that Todd and I had where you get to see both sides, but mm -hmm. you, you never know what, what giving a little girl the lemonade stand could do. I, in fact, two days ago, I was, I saw a lemonade stand, which happened to be a cookie, cookies, and I was like, I can't not stop. <laughs> no. So I, I didn't yeah. want the cookie because it was probably, who knows. Yeah. So I just gave him some money, <laughs> you know, because I was like thinking about coming and meeting you, and I was like, I can't. I was in yeah. a hurry. And I still stopped, but yeah. um, I do think that is such an amazing, like, the fact that we, that that just moment in time, like, that helps me in my life now. Like, even just thinking back and thinking, like, there's no way that God does not know what he's doing. Yeah. And um, also, um, later on, Todd, you know, he created the Sly Dog program, uh -huh. obviously, and um, <laughs> I remember you coming to my school, I think I was in sixth grade or yeah. fifth or sixth grade. And um, he gave t-shirts, he does an assembly, he had a mascot, pizza party, he'd come play with us at recess. And I was like, I know him, he's famous. Like, the whole week, I just was <laughs> like, famous. oh my gosh, Todd's coming to my school? I couldn't even believe it, I couldn't even contain myself, and it was so much fun. Yeah. And he came to our school, and he changed lives way back then. He's been changing lives for 28 years, you know? And, I mean, you don't. I don't even think, he's very humble, and he would never take credit, but I mean, he, you, he's probably saved and changed 
hundreds of thousands of lives indirectly even like maybe mm-hmm. people that have met you that are now changing lives right me other people like there are so many people because of you yeah. you know blows my mind it's amazing so but we did have another i had another daddy daughter night it was at classic roller skating yeah, i remember that yeah. and this is the only <laughs> thing i have a picture of still actually i still have a picture of that night and i i even asked my mom the other day i was like do we have a picture of the lemonade stand and we don't but we have a picture of um, me and you at the door, and I, I was smiling so big you couldn't even see my eyes, you know? Yeah. But I had my rollerblades, and I remember <laughs> we would skate around, and everyone was skating with their dads, and nobody could figure out why I got to skate with Sly Dog every yeah. time. <laughs> and I went to the bathroom, and I was in one of the stalls, and so nobody could see that I was in the bathroom. Uh-huh. And... Um, <laughs> I remember these girls talking about it. Why does that girl get to keep skating with Sly Dog? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, yeah. that's not fair. Yeah. But they didn't understand that I brought you as my dad. Right. So what you did for me is you made it so I knew that I always had a, a dad, a backup, you know, yeah. and, and I think my mom even wrote and him. And so I really didn't know that either. It, yes. Todd didn't know any of this until three years until ago. Until later, yeah. Yeah. So, um... My mom, I remember, she wrote you a letter or a, a card and it had an, an angel on it. I still have that. Yeah, card, I still have. Way. I still have a copy of it. Yeah. Um, but it said like something about how you are our, my angel, our angel, mm-hmm. and it said, you know, Lindy's always, you know, she's turned sixteen, she's driving and dating now, um, and you know, you you have kids of your own type of thing. But it, mm-hmm. I think the it basically said, you were thank you so much for being the father that she never had that, you you know, I was able to rely on you when I needed that. And so my entire life was spent thinking that you were my hero, my angel, you know, (laughs) and turns out we were kind of each other's, which is crazy. But, um, anyway, I just remember like her writing you and I remember vaguely that you wrote me a letter or maybe an email. I can't even remember. I don't, I don't know if I have that one, but he wrote me something that said, just something very vague, like, you know, you kind of had an impression on my life, but that was really it. Like, that's all I knew is that I kind mm-hmm. of had something to do with something. <laughs> right. Um, but I didn't know until three years ago, my mom had someone come up to her and, and say, Bonnie, you have got to hear this guy speak. He talks about your little girl, your little girl's the lemonade stand girl and his story. And my mom was like, what? Like, yeah. what's going on? And he's like, you know, Todd Sylvester. And my mom um, was like, oh my gosh. And so he told her where you were speaking. Uh-huh. And so I don't think he even, you even knew we were coming. I had no idea. But he said, Bonnie, you have to hear him speak. You need to come. And I remember thinking, oh, we were going out of town. You may not even know this, but we were supposed to be out of town that week. Oh, okay. And um, we were just like, oh, we want to go out of town. But like, Something was like just telling us to come to you mm-hmm. speak, and it happened to be the same on the same road yeah. where I sold lemonade. What are the odds? Yes, and so we came up <laughs> and spoke. We, you spoke, and I remember you seeing us in the audience. There's a big flower pot. I know. I was like dying <laughs> when I saw you guys. I'm yeah. Like, no way. And um, he Todd looked around the flower. He was just waving at us, and he got up to speak, and he told his story about how you started doing drugs at 15 and 13 13. and I mean I we're hearing this for the first time that's where my mom was like I can't (laughs) believe I sent her with him but we were in the audience and I remember I didn't know I had no idea you had an impression to turn around I mean I am just bawling you know 
And um, so that was an incredible moment to be able to reconnect with you three years ago. I mean, what are the, yeah. what are the chances that I know that we're here right now sitting in this room? Like it's it's incredible. It's mind so. blowing. <laughs> and I really, you know, I was thinking back on my, you know, I look at that the last 25, 28 years really, but uh, you know, doing the Sly Dog Drug Free That's Me program, uh, which led into me doing life coaching. Right. Because I'd have parents come up to me, hey, will you work with my daughter? Work with my son? That led to what I'm doing to this very day. I I figured it out. This is probably about a month ago. I've done over 10,000 one-on-one sessions. Wow. I've probably done close to 1,000 speaking events, if not more. Um, this story has been told in three different languages. It's got over 4 million views all That's over amazing. the world. Yeah. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then just, you know, I get to work at Wasatch Recovery which is to me the greatest university on the planet. Yeah. And I get to work with drug addicts and alcoholics who are struggling every single day. Um, the Sly Dog program, I figured it out. It probably spoke to over 100,000 kids Wow. You know, in that time frame. And I just sit there and go, are you freaking kidding me? Like, <laughs> and had I not turned around passing you by in that lemonade, I don't know if this ever, any of this would have happened. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, think about that. That blows my mind. And I'm not saying this like, oh, look at me. That never would have happened had I not turned around to give you that money. Had I not needed a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look back even to that. Hey, I want a tramp. Well, how are you going to earn the money? When life gives you lemons, right? Absolutely. Wow, what, a, what an amazing thing. So, man, there's so much to this story we I can know. talk all day on. But sure. I want, I want the listeners to get to know you even more so... So you went up to the U. I did. So let's talk about that experience a little bit and yeah. then kind of what you've done from that point up until maybe okay. where you're at today. Yeah. So um, I'll go back just a tiny bit. But okay. when I was at, in high school, I remember, you know, I was a little bit shy growing up. Um, and then junior high, I always like, you know, I was always like wanting to like, you know, be, have friends. and, and But mm-hmm. it wasn't until high school where I really just like, I was like, I got more outgoing and... Um, and then I remember graduation, I was so sad because I was like, I don't know if life could get better than this. You know, (laughs) I had so much fun and I loved it. And I was like bawling and I'm like, I don't want to go to college. And then when I went to college, I was like, life doesn't get better than this. You know, it was so amazing. I loved it. Um, so I, I majored in exercise and sports science and Mm -hmm. I minored in business. In fact, I, I had done four years. I went to BYU Hawaii to finish my last credits I took marine oh. biology and oh, I didn't know that. it was cool. incredible we went snorkeling and like it was <laughs> amazing and so I worked at the Polynesian Cultural Center there I uh-huh. came back and I just was like I don't want to be done with school I loved it so much I love learning I right. loved being around people and so I was a Chi Omega up at the U which was super fun I, I you know made a, I paid for my friends just kidding but it was it was a <laughs> sorority so um, no but it was really a good experience because if you don't live on campus then yeah, it's hard you to need get to that, you know. Yeah. So I was that was a really fun experience. I also taught aerobics up there, um, but I decided to get a minor in business after. So I, you know, I did marketing and in business, and um, so I went to college for six years because I loved it. I wanted to take as long as possible, which nowadays I feel like people are like, get it done. Yeah. You know, I just I enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed um, learning, and I enjoyed you know meeting people up there. So um, that was kind of. But BYU Hawaii was a great experience as well. So. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, even though I'm not, just so you guys know, I'm not a BYU fan. (laughs) 
Just yes. kidding. I'm yes. a huge Ute fan. Yeah, I don't bring on BYU fans. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, well, yeah, you know that that sounds awesome. And again, it just goes back to this. Like you are so you're so confident and outgoing. I mean, every she knows everyone. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> like how many people have we? Oh, you know Lindy, or uh, yeah. you know Todd, and, and you just know everyone. It's just amazing. And partly is, um, you know, people might not know this, but I mean, you're now helping me, and you have helped me for a long time. She sends clients to me all the time. A lot of my friends are seeing him as well. Referrals and things like that, and you've been amazing there, and now you've like officially, you're going to be like my publicist. Yes. How so. incredible. <laughs> Like, what are the odds of that? I think about it sometimes, and it, I literally, it just amazes yeah. me. Like, it amazes yeah. me. Yeah, I so she's going to help line up speaking events, and, you know, what better person to do it than <laughs> you, who you are the story. I mean, you're it. Like, yeah. truly. It definitely adds another <laughs> element. You know, we can see both sides, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, kind of tell, what are you doing right now? I mean, obviously you're helping me, but what yeah. you've been doing, you've been, I think at JetBlue, is Yeah, that so or? I've been working for JetBlue for almost 14 years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So I was in, I was in reservations and I was a supervisor. I've been on their promotions team. I have, I'm currently like a travel agent, so I book vacation oh. packages. So I get to help people go have an amazing experience. So I do love traveling. It's one yeah, of my you passions. you do travel a lot. And I think the reason I like traveling is because um, the like the learning with different cultures uh-huh. or meeting right. people from all over. Because I feel like there's a lot of depth and a lot of things that can be learned from yeah. other cultures and stuff. So for sure, that's kind of what I'm doing. I worked at Chili's for like nine years. I've worked. I was an event director. Jeez, yeah, baby, baby back ribs. <laughs> I ate there the other night for the first time in a long time. It's changed a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was an event director, planner, so I planned huge corporate events. And um, yeah, so I've had a few jobs. I was a lifeguard, mm-hmm. um, photographer. Yeah, So, but mostly JetBlue right now. So, okay. And you. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, let's, let's go back to your childhood just for a minute. And, you know, because, you know, I call this yeah. a belief cast. Yeah. Because I'm so passionate about beliefs because... They can change our world. Totally. And a lot of us, when we're younger, we, we we have these belief systems that are formed based on just living. And sometimes we go through experiences. Some people are abused. Some people are bullied. Some people, you know, their dad's not around, that kind of thing. And we form these belief systems about mm-hmm. ourselves that kind of hold us back. Can you think of one in particular that maybe a belief system you had when you were younger that kind of held you back in life a little bit? Um, you know, I've always been like, I think maybe obviously what we already talked about is I just felt, you know, I did feel a little bit like, you know, am I different because I don't have those relationships, but I never was like, like I said, I was not really ever sad about it. Like I Mm -hmm. felt like I, I don't know. I, I just made those relationships and I was, I was very happy, you know? Um, but um, and my mom, I think, is a huge factor in that. She's always positive and happy. And so yeah, she really I, I never really, you know, even like, and I didn't even know this, but I think like there was one point where we were like, had to get some food, like for some help with food and stuff like that. But I would have never known that we, I never really wanted for anything other than, um, but I always was confident in myself and who I was. I mean, I, like I said, I was shy a little bit. Um, but maybe just a belief in like, I think maybe, okay, this could be, um, one thing was I never really like had, like, I remember when I was 
<laughs> I think I was in junior high in Brighton. This is embarrassing, actually, to talk about. I can talk about it now, but um, I wanted to be a cheerleader so bad. <laughs> but I never really... When I was younger, I wanted to play. That was, like... Yeah. My one thing was, like, I wanted to play. And maybe right. that was because of the lack of, like, mm-hmm. brothers and sisters or having someone, you know, play people to play with in my house. I always was outside. Right. Kickball, you know, kick mm-hmm. soccer is what we called it back then, but baseball or whatever we play in my circle right and I remember like um just um my mom would call me in for dinner and I was like ah like I just wanted to play but I would always check on her because I wanted to make sure she was okay Mm -hmm. she was happy so I'd run inside mom are you okay yeah I'm good and then I'd run back out yeah but I always (laughs) wanted to be outside playing and so but I think like as far as like a belief system I think I just wanted to fit in and Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like everybody else and so I don't know, just, just that, like, you know, as going back to the cheerleading thing, I, because I wanted to play all the time, I didn't necessarily take gymnastics or, or do those kind of things. I remember taking dance, but my mom said, all you wanted to do was play. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wanted to have fun, (laughs) which a lot hasn't changed since then, but (laughs) (laughs) I still love to play. So, um, she said, yeah, you're still the same. But, um, I, I remember wanting to be a cheerleader, but I didn't have necessarily the skills to be a cheerleader. I think I could, if I were to try out now, I probably could make it. I think I'm more outgoing, confident, but I remember (laughs) it was My Sharona was the song and me and Katie, if Katie ever listens to this, me and Katie, we, we, we tried out as, you know, I've never taken a day of gymnastics in my life. Well, maybe one, Right. you know, and I wasn't a tumbler and basically to, to do anything at Brighton high school, you have to be the best, you know? Yeah. And um, I knew I wasn't the best, but I thought I could do it, even though I had no experience whatsoever besides, like, one dance class, yeah. one time of someone helping me do a, a back handspring, which I could not, never do on my own, you know. Yeah. But I went and I tried out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember them saying, whatever you do, don't say, woohoo, like, at the beginning, like, don't scream, don't. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I did. And we practiced and we practiced, <laughs> but ha- not having the skills of a dancer or a tumbler, I went in thinking I could do it. And I, <laughs> I got in there, and I'm not kidding you, Katie and I, there was three of us in the room, and there's all these judges, and it was so mortifying because I stood there the entire time because I forgot the dance. I couldn't remember it. <laughs> oh. So, um, but that taught me, and it's funny because that didn't stop me. Yeah. I tried out again the next year and didn't make it again yeah. because only 20 people yeah. make it and 200 people try out. Yeah. But I, you know, I think that was something that I was like, I didn't know if I could do that because I, I hadn't had that experience. And, and that taught me something that, you know, if you want something, you have to, you have to practice, you have to try, you have to, you know, if you want to be good at something, it's, you have to practice it every single day. Right, right. And so, but that, you know, even though I didn't make it, I think that taught me something like, it's okay. I didn't have to be a cheerleader to have a good high school experience, you know? So yeah, I don't know. Just not having all the talents that everybody else had because I didn't have those, those lessons and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Well, hearing you talk about this, it goes right back to what uh, we said in the very beginning. Life happens for you. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like even though you maybe at times had some rough patches, but look what it did. I mean, you were this confident. I'm going to keep you determined. <laughs> So had you not been through what you'd been through, you wouldn't have made me been so right. determined and so confident. Well, and I then love that. One of my first jobs out of high school was I was a lifeguard at Cottonwood Heights. Mm-hmm. And I 
I've never swam before. I, I mean, I, I took swimming lessons, but I wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be a lifeguard so badly that I would go practice and practice and practice. And I remember the first time I, you had to literally swim 20 laps in 10 minutes. And that's hard. That is not easy. Sure, sure. And full length, you know, swimming. Mm -hmm. And um, I missed it the first time by 10 seconds and she would not (laughs) let me go. Right. It wasn't just that. We had to save someone underneath the water. We had to like hold our breath for two minutes or somewhere, maybe not two, but it was a long time. We had to swim underwater without taking a breath. It was a lot, a lot of stuff you had to do and I had no experience doing this. But when I want something, I go get it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... And I'm not sure what, maybe that cheerleading experience is what ignited it. I'm not sure exactly where that came from. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I became a lifeguard and I taught swimming lessons and, and I, I passed it. I think I had to take it two to three times yeah. before I passed it, but I did. But well, you're determined. But I did, so. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm not taking no for an answer. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, if you, you know, a question I have for you, you know, uh, we're going to, probably have to wrap this up which is unfortunate we could talk all day (laughs) we could (laughs) um what if you could go back to you know and talk to girls in junior high and maybe even elementary school what advice would you give them who who might be struggling who might have a single parent home who where they maybe feel different because of that what advice would you give them you know i think a lot of problem today is comparison because mm-hmm. I think everyone can, especially, I'm so grateful that I did not have social media growing up, mm-hmm. that I didn't have those distractions. Because mm-hmm. I think one thing I would say to them is be yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because like there's in the movie, um, I think it's 27 Dresses, the sisters are in a fight and they, they both are like, you're, you know, you're jealous of me. Like, and she's like, she's like, she says to the sister, like, why would you want to be me when you get to be you, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I love that. And that's really stuck with me. But why would you want to be you? Why would you want to be me when you get to be you? And you are special. Nobody else in the world is like you. And so I think being okay with who you are and like owning who you are. Because why do you want to be somebody else? You know what I mean? And you don't know like what other people are going through. But like own who you are, you know, and be positive about who you are. And I think like a lot of people want to be someone else or like, um, I don't know, like, there's just some really great examples, like, out there, but I, I, I see these, this age group, um, these days, like, I was over a youth group, you know, for a few years, girls camp, and, Mm -hmm. and I see just, like, I don't know, I see something so different, it's like, they have a lot more to deal with, they have to deal with, Mm -hmm. you know, social media, and people posting, and, like, I think that is, that is a huge detriment, because they, they get, it's like, um, it's a highlight reel. You get to see all of the good things when really it's mm-hmm. not. So if they could just focus on being who they are and not wanting to be everybody else and right. maybe not look at that stuff on social media all the time, you know? Yeah, because um, yeah, I think what social media does is there's a lot of comparing. It is. And when we compare, I really believe it robs us of our exactly. joy. Truly. Because we think, oh, they look, right. why are they doing so much? They look so happy. Right. They look all the, in reality, we all have stuff we're dealing yeah. with. And uh, so I love that advice. You know, why would you want to be me when you can be you? Yeah, Lord, oh, you get to be that. you. And to own be you. who you are. Like, be who you are and be the best. I love that Oscar speech by Matthew McConaughey where mm-hmm. he, he's, they ask him, like, you know, someone came up to him and said, who's your hero? And he said, me in 10 years. And then the same person comes back and says, 
who's your hero? And he's like, me, I'm not there yet. I'm, you know, you're always going after mm-hmm. yourself rather than trying to be somebody else. Right. I and so that. I think we all could be better at that. And I'm sure I compare myself too, but I've never really been one that's like, I don't really, tr- I try not to do that. You know, it's harder these days, but I do try not to do that. I try to yeah. be who I am. So that yeah. would be my, I think my biggest piece of advice. Well, I think people who know you would agree that <laughs> you, you own who you are. You're not yeah. afraid to speak your mind. You're very confident you live your life with passion everyone who knows you loves you <laughs> you're not afraid to share your story I, uh, even to a complete stranger <laughs> in the moment they're always just yeah. like blown away yeah you're just amazing that way it's just a great example to me for sure on many levels um i mean i'm not even doing it justice i mean you really truly have saved my life on so many levels Thank like you. wouldn't be doing what i'm doing today had that not happened so I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Um, uh, if Oh, did you have something oh, else to say? Um, I was just going to say, I lived in Costa Rica like three three summers ago. And my friend and I moved down there to um, teach school. Mm-hmm. And basically, we the, they have a concept there called Pura Vida. It means pure life. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a movie that came, you know, in 1956, a movie came over and the entire country adopted this principle of Pura Vida. And basically, the guy in the movie, he everything goes wrong. Every single thing goes wrong. But he has this eternal optimism attitude. Yeah. And um, and he just says Pura Vida every time. And it's, it's amazing that the entire country has adopted that. And so that's something wow. that I kind of learned. So I try to be like that. I mean, I am not by any means. I have not mastered it. But I just like to, I like to think that way. Like, just have this eternal optimism, you know. And yeah. I think what you put into the world... It, it, it's whether it's negative or positive, the law of attraction is real and your yeah. thoughts become things. So oh. yeah. Love it. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. That's powerful. Well, if people want to reach out to you and get to know you better, like our listeners, if they yeah. want to know more about you, what would be a great way or an easy um, way for them to reach sure. out to you? Um, yeah. Uh, my email is Lindy L I N D Y D V S at gmail.com or Lindy Davis. You can reach me on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go, listeners. If you want to reach out and get to know more about her, what she's doing, or if you have if a daughter who's struggling or, you know, someone you know that would, you know, really benefit from Lindy's story. I mean, here's a girl who grew up without a dad around and just her mom was her best friend her entire life, no brothers or sisters, but yet one of the most confident, outgoing people you'll ever meet. And, boy, she could really inspire someone that you know uh, that might be struggling with the same things that she did when she was younger. So yeah, thank you. feel free. You're welcome. Yeah, thank thank you. you. It is the biggest honor. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, you don't even know, man. This is just like my <laughs> honor for you to be here. Thanks for saving my life. Thank you for just being you, like you said. <laughs> own you own you, and I love it. That's right. And thanks for uh, uh, helping me out too. Of course, you thank help you. me out. Like even now, like all the stuff you do for me, and just. You're blowing my mind. Well, all this the time. story is even helps me, you know. Yeah. So helps me every day. So, thank you for joining us, listeners. Please thank tune you. in. Um, you know, you can see this uh, or listen to this podcast um, on iTunes. It's also on Podbean. Um, I'll be posting it on all my social media here later today. Lindy will do the same with hers. Share this with the world, people. Thank you so much, uh, and thank you all for all your support, Lindy. You're the best. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.